episode 25. We are live today over in Minnesota. And today we have Ben Potter on, the owner of Can Outdoors. And one of their projects we talked about really deeply today was Hunt 41. And I mean, what a cool experience to be able to see how he tells those stories and, you know, what it's like to be a everyday hunter. I mean, you look at different perspectives of how people hunt all around the country and how we all come together to be hunters. And I mean, just a great, great storyteller he is and a great filmer. And it's just so cool to kind of listen to those different stories that he's able to tell. And I'm sure we're going to have to do another one for you guys for uh, some more in-depth on the linguistics and stuff like that for you elk hunters out there. But this one's just a blast talking about him, his son, his dad, and it's just really cool to listen to that. So I hope you guys really enjoy this one. Alrighty, we are here with episode 25 today of Living the Guide Life, and we have Ben Potter on, uh, owner of Kana Outdoors and then also Hunt 41, and he's on to talk about just what it's like to be a filmer and director and all that kind of stuff, and then his hunting experiences and what he's been through and all that kind of jazz. So, Ben, how are we doing? Good man. Hey, thanks for thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you uh, taking some time and hopping on. Heck yeah, Heck yeah. I'm, I'm always uh, stoked to talk hunting and film and photo and all that that fun stuff. So, um, so yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, just just this is my world. It, it keeps me busy and yeah. and uh, yeah. So so how how did this all start up? You wanting to be a filmer and hunting and kind of your backstory yeah so um i actually start i mean the beginning of uh holding the camera in the outdoors yeah it wasn't it isn't super glorious but i used to film when i was in high school um back in the the uh late 90s uh, early 2000s i was uh filming squirrel hunting at its finest oh you love and, it um, yeah so there's uh there's some buried um films in the archives that probably will never see the light of public you know the public eye on youtube just for to keep myself from getting sued or something from PETA. but um you know so yeah there's uh, some pretty pretty gnarly uh real to life squirrel hunting action that's uh filmed on a beautiful uh canon high eight camera oh yeah uh it's like a tape camera it's uh yeah i used to go out and uh, put it on a tripod and i and i just i just had a ball shooting squirrels i used to you know load my own shells at 22 250 um remington video that i still have uh, but yeah man i just really I, when i go out i like i just gotta start you just want to start capturing i think it's goes like this for most guys with any kind of filming they're doing they just like to capture their adventures and watch it back you know yeah and um i always had i always enjoyed watching other people's stuff and and i got into hunting coyotes uh, out here and for a rancher in the east Bay area and um he gave me permission i helped fix fence on his ranch he gave me permission to go hunt you know squirrels and yeah. coyotes and you know a little bit of ducks um and and i was just filming it man and we were the coyote hunt was fun because you know call them in and 
smoke them coming right up. Mm-hmm. You know, smoke them either with a 10 gauge or, or my <laughs> rifle or tried with the bow a few times. But uh, at that point in my, my bow career, I was, you know, I still am pretty terrible. But, you know, <laughs> that's really bad back then. Uh, but, yeah, it's, you know, that's kind of where it started, just making these these. Uh, squirrel hunting flicks and I called first blood second blood third blood yeah um, and yeah so like I said pretty embarrassing <laughs> stuff but it's all it's all fun <laughs> so that's, yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah um, not many people know that but it's funny because we uh, you know later I ended up actually starting a business and getting the business license while I was in college I uh, went to a school uh, where I live now called Cal Poly uh, in San Luis Obispo, California. So I went to school here and I started this company while I was in school just to kind of help pay bills and, and uh, help pay for college. And yeah. and then I uh, got through school and I was just kind of like, yeah, I really like what I'm doing here. I want to keep going. And, you know, so I kind of just put the degree on the shelf and decided I want to just keep doing what I like doing. Um, and I met a dude uh, through some mutual friends that was doing very similar work uh, in the um, wedding industry and so we partnered our businesses together and uh, a guy named Drew and so he yeah we just started in 2008 we kind of like I guess we both kind of shelved what we were doing uh, individually and said you know what do we really want to do you know and and asked ourselves like what's the kind of work that we you know like doing and um and i guess that was kind of the start of like kind of pursuing a whole new style of filming and getting away from i guess all the rules Mm -hmm. or all the things people tell you you should do with and how you make a film and you know uh, you know i just yeah a a photographer friend in the area here gave us some good advice like you know that He's like, number one, there's no rules when it comes to doing anything creative, you know. Mm-hmm. Number two is, like, shoot what you like to shoot, you know. And and I've, like, really held on to that. And I share that with anyone that reaches out to me. You know, it's like, you know, how did you get going or what should I do, you know, next steps. I'm like, just tell people to ask you what you like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super easy to get, like, sucked in this, this weird vortex of just what everybody else is doing you know yeah um on on uh, social media or something you're like well you know bobby over here shot this photo and everybody liked that photo so i guess i'll shoot that photo too you know yeah and it's just that's that's uh, a dangerous cycle to get into i think as any for any creative because all of a sudden you just become a parrot of the uh the creatives around you Mm. versus really doing what you find unique you know yeah like even if you're the only fan of your work that's better than just copying everyone else you know yeah um and so yeah that's that's kind of the philosophy we've held on to you know and try to continue to hold on to um and i mean personally i try i i, I mean obviously i watch other people's work but i try not to get too you know sidetracked by I just try to stay my course, you know, mm-hmm. and do, do my thing. And some people like it, some people don't. And that's, end of the day, I don't really care that much about the opinions of <laughs> my work, you know. Yeah. Um, I just wanted, I didn't really enjoy what I do, you know. And 
um, if, you, if you chase opinions around, like you'll never make anyone happy, you know. And you yourself, I think, become unhappy with what you're doing, you know, because you've drifted away from the passion that first got you there, you know. And yeah. So. Um, oh, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Like my dad always says, if someone hates on what you're doing, you're doing something right. So. Mm-hmm. Like. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's always going to be a resistance to. You know, for weird reasons, sometimes it's jealousy. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just some people are just unhappy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and uh, they're just like, and now they have a place to like vent their uh, miserable, you know. Oh yeah. Whatever opinions yeah. on others, you know, and it's a weird, it's a weird world we live in, right? I mean, people want to just everyone's got a platform now. Everybody's got a voice, mm-hmm. and some people just got too much, um, you know. Uh, lack of better word, just shit yeah. to say. You know? Oh yeah, and uh, they just so they they have a place now to like uh, dump that on everyone else, and mm-hmm. it's, just, it's too bad, you know. And so you can't you can't let those people affect you. You got to just move forward, and and um, you know people people like it. You know you can't let that affect you too much either. You know, yeah. like you can't let all the positive feedback on something you're working on or really be the, the fuel because if you make that stuff your your fuel and your crutch to to what you do like what happens when that opinion what happens when your work is kind of like not the new new cool thing on the block you know mm-hmm. are you still gonna do it or are you done you know because all the all the praise is gone yeah you know uh so yeah i mean and that's a big thing with like you know project like um like Hunt 41 for me personally I mean it's it's uh it is work you know I, you know get paid to do yeah. these these films and stuff but I really like doing them you yeah. know and I get to be I really get to direct them and do somehow I think they should be you know presented uh, and so that's that's really rewarding for me because I get you know it's waterfowl is kind of my first love when it comes to hunting you know yeah it's where I you know, cut my teeth as a hunter, and um, and uh, so getting back to now telling, trying to tell, you know, to the best of my ability, a uh, story about American waterfowl is pretty special. You know, oh, it's un- um, it's unbelievable yeah. and to be able to share that content with people, like just raw footage of just everyday people doing different things, yep. and yeah, like yeah, I love when you do the like older videos of people and their hunting. Um, like put that in there when the kids are young or the guys are like filmed it back yeah. in the day like it's so cool to see just like yeah like they're doing it how they've always done it and just it's their way of doing things yeah yeah and I think yeah that uh, that anything nostalgic like that it always pulls on my heartstrings with you know seeing how deep someone's passion goes you know yeah like years old and it's not like they just just you know whatever got sucked up into the hype of the sport you know a year ago they, i mean it's it's cool to see that like i like casting people that would do that are going to hunt them either way yeah whether they're on the camera whether they're not on the camera like they, they're going to be out there hunting because they love it mm-hmm. um and uh you know i guess it, it is it's interesting you know in our day and age with so much uh you know, people like I'm saying, people feeding off the hype or maybe the likes and on their 
the photos and stuff. You, you always wonder, like, if none of that existed, you know, the social media aspect yeah. to what we do, would you still do what you do? You know? Yeah. Like, would you still grind it out? And, you know, if that's in the timber or, like, you know, chasing snuggies around for months, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, is that still going to happen? Uh, <laughs> or to those, you know, I always wonder, like, how many people would fall off the map? Yeah. You know, on that pursuit. Um, and so it's, you know, with Hunt 41, I like, one of my favorite things about it is that it's just, like you said, like, just regular people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, they're just people that... You know, every once in a while I get a message from someone saying, like, why did you pick that guy? You know? And there's really, I don't have like really great information other than that. I like that he, I liked what he was about and I liked that it was simple and, you know, the passion was real. Yeah. Um, there was, you know, there's, he's not a celeb or, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess that's this. Cause those are the, people i feel like i relate with the most you know when as a as a hunter myself the people that are hunting just your 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 common everyday hunts you know that aren't don't have you know yeah a giant platform or don't have like this insane spot that they always are going to smash limits of mallards or always shoot a gigantic elk or whatever it might be you know yeah um yeah it's just that's I feel like that's what most people relate with, you know? Oh, exactly. Um, like, you... I remember your um, episode four, was it, Wisconsin, and, like, watching the film yeah. of them back in their little duck blind in that little pond, like, it's just everyday people yeah. hunting. And, like, right. Yeah. It just Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, it was, like, yeah, pretty... I mean, not a great hunt, but it was super cool. Yeah. Because it was, like, this is what this... Luke and his dad too. Yeah. Like he, he's like, this is how he grew up hunting in Illinois, and like, and it was interesting. A lot of response that I got from from that segment was like people thanking me, showing like, you know, showing a hunt that maybe wasn't like epic, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a lot of refreshing, refreshing uh, things to that for hunters to see that like, oh, it's okay if like, you know have a bust of a day yeah. you know, or, or only shoot two ducks or something you know or whatever it might be that's that's hunting yeah. you know <laughs> and uh, you know yeah. I was telling my, telling my son that last night we just got out of the field you know, hunting at a uh, refuge near where I live here and uh, it's funny because uh, this is like the second I guess refuge or maybe the third I've taken him on okay. he's super young he's four Yeah. Um, so um, it's kind of a workout getting him out there but uh you know, he the first time I took him, we shot I shot a limited ducks and he was playing with ducks and oh yeah, it was a good time. And then last night, you know, I shot at a couple teal and that and missed and no ducks. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so he was all confused. He's like, "Where are your ducks, Dad?" And I'm like, "God, sometimes you don't get any ducks." Like, and I told him, I was "Like that's why we call this hunting and not shooting." Yeah, and he's like, "Hunting and not shooting." And I was like. <laughs> You know, he's trying to wrap his little brain around this, you know, this concept. I like really want him to bite his teeth into because um, that's going to be what I think keeps him really seeing the big picture. Like, yeah, we're having a good time whether we smack smack a bunch of birds or not. You know, we're gonna we're gonna always have a good time. Oh, exactly. It's always an adventure. You know, and uh, yeah, so. it's all about the memories. 
yeah man always so i i've never been on a hunt i don't you know i don't look back fondly you know in some way even if it was painful and freezing <laughs> or soaking wet there's always a, there's always a good memory to be had on a hunt so. that's what uh keeps us going back yeah. like yeah like um, gotta gotta love the young gunslinger with the mullet too <laughs> yeah, dude. His mullet. I, 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 I was uh, keeping up with him for a while, and then my wife was just like, all right, we've got to cut And uh, he's, you know, being poor, he, he can pull it off, you know. I don't know. Oh, yeah. He asked if he could keep growing it. I'm like, yeah, as long as mama says it's cool, but it's cool with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. He cracks me up. But yeah, it's kind of a neat space. I'm, I'm just wild to think I'm in now because being a dad and dream as a you know as a you know I mean, the dream of having a son you know and then i feel like i'm so blessed to have a boy yeah um and to get to start now taking him on what i grew up doing is really surreal you know it's like wow like now my world is shifting from it all about me and my hunts to i want how can i get him out you know, and how can I make this work? You know. Yeah. And so, for now, it, my my uh, my keys are uh, you know donuts and skittles <laughs> and uh, making it just super fun for him. You know, and not getting frustrated. Yeah. You know, uh, I was like pulling my sled through this marsh last night, and at one point, you know, the end he leaned over and it started taking on water, and then everything in me wanted to just like. <laughs> freak out you know and just all my gear is getting soaked and he's i'm and i'm just like what am i doing like i'm trying to get a four-year-old four-year-old out hunting on public land with these guys that are way more you know some guys are here to really kill ducks and i'm just like doing daycare on a refuge like this is this is a what i'm stupid for doing this but then it's like no like yeah he's he's having a good time like you know, I let's just you know whatever we're given, we're given. Let's just have fun out here, and, you know. And it, I don't know, it's neat. And having my dad out there last night too—that that's pretty neat. You know, three generations, yeah, and that, together. And you know, you just—I don't know how much time I got. You know, he's uh, seventy now, so you're like, man, how many hunts am I gonna have with my dad? Yeah, you know, in the future here. And so, yeah. Um, you know, I never, never got to hunt with my grandpa. So I think it's, it's neat getting to have these moments, you know, there's, there's more to it than, uh, like we all say, more than just killing ducks, of course. But oh, exactly. Like, I guess I'm getting to enter into that new phase now of, of enjoying something new about hunting mm. than I used to never have before. So, yeah. Oh yeah. I hear you. Like I'm the same with my grandpa. My grandpa's like 75, but every well, year, yeah. like... I'll go up there and deer hunt. That's the one weekend I'll deer hunt is rifle opener with him. Like, it's like if I shoot one, great. If not, like, I'm just spending time with my grandpa, like, for a full weekend. Yeah, you can't beat it. That's awesome. Cause yeah, you, yeah, yeah. That's that's neat, man. Yeah, don't really know how many more hunts or how many more openers you're gonna have. So yeah, yeah. Gotta take advantage. Totally. Of it. Yep. Yeah. Just making memories, man. Yes, yeah, just one of the most valuable things we have. Yeah. And uh, make as many memories as possible. But yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, so to hunt 41 a little bit, how did you guys, what made you start that up? 
Yeah, so um, some good friends of mine in Utah, these dudes, Tony Smith and Tyler Hill, yeah. they were working on an idea, and uh, they knew me as a filmmaker from a distance, you know, they just knew I did, you know, just stuff in the industry with, you know, yeah. a lot of different brands, that, you know, I don't know how much you've seen of our work, but uh, on conoutdoors.com, you can see all the, the work we've done, but it's, uh, you know, they, they saw... I think Tyler had followed a, a film we did uh, called The Linguist years ago. The elk film. Yeah, such a good film. History of elk calling. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. One of my favorites for sure. And uh, yeah, definitely a bit of fire in me for elk. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's that. And then, uh, you know, working on uh, when Sick of Gear was putting out the waiters, you know, we did the waiter campaign. Yeah. Sick of Gear. That was, that was a huge honor to take on that project with them. Um, so anyway, Tyler got to know me through seeing different work, and he approached me with a project that him and Tony wanted to do. They wanted to do a film. Uh, they wanted to do one film that was chasing the 41 species in one season. Oh, wow. You know, shooting all 41 in one season. And I was like, holy crap. Like, that sounds like my wife would be gone when I get home, you know? And uh, so, because that's just a, a crap ton of work. I don't, I just, it sounds really interesting, but I don't know if I can pull it off yeah. and still be married, you know, at the end. So, I, uh, I, but I really liked their idea. I thought it was like a great, uh, you know, I've never, Personally, in California, we we do have quite a bit of the forty-one here. Yeah, you know, we have sea ducks. We have we get it. Every, we get the Aleutians. We get all kinds of ducks. I mean, there's there's obviously some don't, but uh, so I hunting, growing up hunting on refuges, I always shot mixed bags and always enjoyed shooting mixed bags. Birds, you know, I think it's neat. You know. Um, it's really fun when I do shoot all mallards somewhere, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's a fun accomplishment, but I like shooting the cinnamon teal and a couple widgeon and a, mm-hmm. and a pintail and, you know, and like having this mixed bags of birds is neat, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I was really interested in this, this idea of like telling stories about pursuing, you know, all these different species. Um, but as a storyteller, you know, and a director, I like to, I mean, I'm really into people stories, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we started. I said, "What if we, what if we slow this whole thing down and turn it into more of a series and a community, you know, deal that is based around the, pursuing the 41 species as our roadmap to telling the American waterfowl story, yeah, versus just the tally board story, you know, um, because." I didn't want the project to end once we shoot the 41, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's like, I want to keep going. I want to like, cause that one of the neat things about waterfowl is that you can hunt ducks in every single state except for white, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's pretty neat. You know, like you, there's not a lot of uh, game animals you can do that with as, as far as I understand. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, so I think that's a neat story to tell, you know, and and uh, so I wanted like, like what if what if we came at it in the way of like using the ducks and the geese as our roadmap to going to Kentucky and going to Ohio and mm-hmm. you know go to Washington and just get all over the country, showing the diversity of 
waterfowling styles and people and philosophies and you know um just hearing history and you know um getting to know the old timers and yeah and people that are fresh in the sport you know what i mean like i don't I'm not uh, biased toward uh, someone that has only been hunting ducks for a few years. Like, I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear about what that's been like for them, you know? And and so, um, yeah, it's it's a neat it's a neat project personally because it's like there's so much to do, you know? There's so many stories to tell. Yeah. And we're not going to, uh, you know, when I go and make an episode on a state, in the back of my mind I'm like this is just scratching the surface of what the, the stories here you know these are just a, maybe a few different people and what they're doing and and that's it you know mm-hmm. but it's really just a um, a snapshot of each state and so we'll probably honestly I don't know we'll just see where it goes that, but I'm sure we'll circle back to states again and yeah. you know we'll do a New Jersey part two or whatever you know like there's there's so much we learn too along the way of just getting to know people and we always after every episode that we put out there's always someone coming back like oh man it's really cool if you could have met so and so you know mm-hmm. and, and so we're like hey we're open to you know circling back at some point you know with different episodes but you know at this point the big idea is to make uh, an episode on every state and um, we'll probably shoot the 41 you know a lot of ducks more than once yeah uh, there'll be a few that we only shoot once you know yeah um, but we're not we don't want to limit ourselves um, to the tally board we really want to just keep telling stories you know about you know birds all over and and uh, people and you know I think it's you know especially in a day and age where uh, the country is so divide, divided in so many ways yeah I feel like as hunters it's I think it's really important for us to unite you know uh, especially you know on our differences uh, as waterfowlers you know and I think it's it's I like uh, putting the dude that is totally good with you know, water slapping a duck on the water, <laughs> and that's just what they've always done. Yeah. And then somebody else is a purist that says, "I only shoot ducks that are like lit, you know, or that are <laughs> I've like, you know, they're doing it." And the decoy is like, "Cool, that's. I'm glad that's your, you know, yeah. standard, and I'm totally cool with the other guy that's like, light them up, you know, <laughs> like, you know. Uh, I mean, I think it was the first time I ever saw that, and I was so. You know, where, where I grew up hunting, like, we, we would never shoot a duck from the water like that. I don't know why. Yeah. We just never did. And um, my dad would always say, it's just unsportsman. You shoot them in the air. And, uh, and even if they were just hovering over the water, some reason that's more sportsmanlike than uh, shooting them on the water. Yeah. But I was in Arkansas, like, years ago, filming a film you may have seen called Dr. Duck. Yeah. And we and I was with all these, these dudes, that just local boys on the white river and uh they like lit about 15 hours in this hole and i was off a little ways but i could see all the ducks hit the hit the water and then i hear some dude say just, i can't even remember what he said he's just like line them up you know and guns were going off everywhere and i was my jaw was on the ground like i was 
like what the hell is going on right here it's like you know no mercy yeah we're killing everything on the water and i think they mopped up about 15 ducks you know what i mean and obviously they shot a few that were able to get off the water but yeah i don't know if you've ever done timber hunting but man it is it is hard for a mallard to get out of a hole quickly yeah. you know and uh but i was asking uh this dennis uh after i was like okay wait so that's like a thing <laughs> and he was explaining to me like well look here uh, you know in arkansas like when you get those mallards to hit the timber hole and land like you you've done your job yeah like it's it's over at that point so killing the ducks is not even like you know it's just that's just like the icing on the cake uh-huh. you know but for him it was like getting the mallards to do it in a timber hole was like the big goal and so, so i was like interesting okay i'm learning right now yeah and uh that i think that kind of stuff is like uh, it's really opened my eyes to the you know over the years i've learned learned a tremendous amount of like different kinds of hunting and styles and people's philosophies and so i'm just trying to be like really open to what people as long as it's legal yeah <laughs> you know uh like i want to be open to their methods yeah. you know and uh and ways that they find have a good time doing it you know mm-hmm. and so versus it's just you know there's there's i don't want to turn my nose up at anybody's deal you know what i mean yeah and um so you know the same thing like personally a big one with with my buddies tyler tyler hills and tony like they are really big diver hunters okay and like yeah in california i never ever would pursue a diver traditionally mm-hmm. you know i'm always trying to shoot puddle ducks that's my that was my thing yeah. and when a, when the you know bluebell comes by or whatever you know ring neck it would be like golden eye like no don't shoot that mm-hmm. you know and uh but man when i first experienced like a layout boat on big water with 100 decoys like and seeing divers just bump do it like all like okay this is cool like i've i've been missing out you know <laughs> and uh, on a really neat different way to hunt ducks you yeah. know and uh yeah so um that's a phenomenal you know, that's, episode too I, Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was that was a fun one to start the whole project with. That's for sure. I mean, Utah is a, it's an epic state for yeah. ducks, and so um, you know you can hunt swans there, and it's just yeah, pretty pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's just the the big idea, I guess, at the project to to just rant on it, but it's uh, yeah, you know, really showing as much. Uh, diversity as possible different people and places and you know just try to really cover all the nooks and crannies of what makes uh, American waterfowl what it is you know yeah um, so yeah yeah because everyone has their own niche to things like wherever you go yeah and for sure I mean it yeah it's cool for you to be able to tell that story of people's little niches here and there how they do things and yeah. Like, yeah, because I know, I know guys that'll be like, yeah, if they're not in the decoys, like, 10 yards, I wouldn't even shoot. And I'm like, okay, well, if they're going right. to, like, pass right. over you, and they're still 10 yards, but they're, like, not, they're, like, si- sliding in or something, like, still going to shoot, like. Right. Right. I mean, you did your job to get them in that close, like, I don't know. But everyone has their own. Yeah. 
I'm too good for that yeah. or da 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 whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, if you're having a good time and you're not running somebody else's time, like, dude, have at it. Yeah. You know, I've, I mean, uh, one of the areas I grew up hunting is the California Delta. And, uh, you know, it was like just, just east of where I, this little town called Brentwood that I grew up in. And uh, I, we had a little flat bottom boat. Yeah, with a 25 Mercury on it, and you know we would we would get out in between these giant islands that were just loaded with hundreds of thousands of geese and ducks, and these ducks and geese would migrate between islands, you know, to to feed. You know, they were just like, and so we would get up against these islands and these sloughs and uh, brush up, and you know, all of a sudden we'd hear like 150 you know 200 geese you could hear them getting louder and get coming up over these levees and it was probably the unsexiest way to hunt geese but man it was so much fun especially in like a heavy fog all of a sudden you got hundreds of birds just flying over you and we would just dump them you know we just open up yeah and i know you know and i had never experienced like a hunt like landing you know hundreds of geese in a spread like you know kansas or something you know where you see these guys or texas or wherever yeah you know that that was kind of foreign to me you know growing up we were we would just pass shoot geese coming off these islands and have a great time doing it you know (laughs) and uh shoot a lot of birds and um you know it's just yeah it's one of those things it's like that was just fun for us and yeah you know is, is it kosher for everyone no but in this day like i said like if you're having a good time it's illegal you're not ruining someone else's heart like have at it yeah. you know and uh it's, it's just sucky to put a box in, you know box up hunting into saying it has to look exactly like this mm-hmm. or if you don't hunt like me then you're doing it wrong and like like guess what not everybody thinks exactly like you yeah you know welcome <laughs> welcome to 2020 and uh it's like everybody has a right to decide what it is a good time to them in the outdoors you know and uh that's part of our freedom yeah as americans you know and especially on public land you know and, you know you get invited to come to some nice club and mm. hunt and yeah man i'm gonna do what what so-and-so does yeah. on their club you know yeah. i'm like a guest yeah and but when i'm on public land man i just like if i see a couple mallards land 100 yards from me and there's nobody over there i'm gonna try to sneak up and smoke those yeah. mallards you know what i mean like i'm like I, I, better than me sitting there knowing they're chilling yeah like, that's just burning a hole in my chili seat so uh you know, like I, I have a good time with, like doing stuff like that, and uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, it's. I get annoyed when when people really try to basically just they want you to hunt like they hunt. Yeah. Because some reason there it becomes standard of what a good time hunting is or yeah. how you're supposed to hunt. And uh, man, I just I don't know. Oh. I like to just learn how to hunt. And, enjoy it with them even if it's not my cup of tea i i enjoy like getting to see what they do yeah. you know yeah and and what makes them tick and so that's that's what we're doing you know with hunt 41 and telling these stories we just we just did a you know since our latest episode but you know with uh hunting over in virginia in new york yeah you know, the dude in virginia you know we didn't really realize this but 
you can only shoot one honker a day over there. Oh, wow. And I was like, you know, we're like there. And we're like, so how, how many are we shooting? Let's look at the regs here. I didn't brush up on this before we get out in the field. And uh, I'm like, oh, crap, we can only shoot one goose. Yeah. We're like, well, there's more to this than obviously shooting geese. And, uh, I mean, you were getting hunting on George Washington's land. I mean, yeah. that was pretty phenomenal of an, uh, a very surreal experience you know getting hunting on the forefathers land with their descendants and mm-hmm. and uh, I mean there was there's just more to it you know you realize like okay yeah it's just it, is it a numbers thing here of course yeah um, but we're we're getting to like appreciate something about waterfowling you know with these people that are hosting us in a way that's you know we wouldn't have um, I don't know anywhere else so yeah yeah yeah, I, uh, yeah anyway. I was watching your California episode and I took uh, when you guys were out on the was that on the refuge out there that you guys were like uh, biking in or something or that you like oh yeah through? yeah that was a, that's a local that's a, one of the refuges uh, a couple hours from where I live here and uh, that I've, I've grown up hunting at um, yeah that's one of them there's there's I, I don't even know how many there are 30 or 40 refuges in California that you can hunt yeah yeah, but I was uh, I was watching that and I took your piece and you said uh, everyone's out here to just have a good time. Like I took that to heart because we'll we'll be hunting out here in Minnesota on private and like you'll have guys also that have permission and then they'll come out and yeah. most of the time like everyone's friendly. Like yeah, let's just hunt together. Like everyone's out here to have fun. Yeah, and then you'll have yeah, guys yeah. that are just like pissed about everything well you can't be out here da, yeah. da, da. i'm like well like let's just team up like everyone's right. everyone's out here to have fun like yeah yeah well that that happened in the wisconsin episode uh we didn't really like point it out in the episode but there's an older guy in that episode uh in like i think there was like three or four of us hunting and then there was a dude that also had permission Mm -hmm. and he was set up with like a pretty small spread i want to say like a couple dozen geese yeah and he he set up about 300 yards from us in this field like right by us we're like hey man if we all hunt together like we're gonna like have a much better hunt yeah um and and sure enough we just were like we had the guy that we hunted with Aaron like hit tons of geeks and really dialed really good caller Mm -hmm. and uh I think that guy experienced a much better hunt than he ever would have had on his own yeah you know um and I think yeah you know but he he was super cool about it and so were the guys that we were with and it was just me being like total stranger but hey you're here to have fun this morning so are we yeah like let's work together and um you know that was interesting in on the Mendota episode or the the refuge part you're talking about you know it's a race you know yeah guys are are fighting against each other in a way to get in and uh and i've been in some situations where guys are cussing at you and mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i'm hunting here and you know get the f out yeah. of here and, and i just walk up and say hey man where exactly are you hunting you know and i don't want to be in your way and so obviously i don't i'm gonna hunt with i sometimes i like hunting alone you know yeah always want to hunt with someone else yeah i don't know but um i just kind of ask in those times it's amazing how far it goes just communicating with someone clearly just where you can i don't want to step on your toes and oh okay well yeah maybe you should go over there and it's amazing you're like oh okay so look we're all decent we're all here to you know mm-hmm. we, we all got up at 1 30 in the morning and busting our ass out here 
Yeah. And we, because we want to kill ducks, you know, like, and when I see someone else drop a duck, like, you know, way off, you know, I'm like, hell yeah, yeah. right on, man. Like, I'm pumped for them, you know, and I'm jealous, but I'm also happy for them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, so that's, you know, I just think it's, yeah, changing your philosophy, it's, it's not all about me. Like, there was a dude, um, man, I was, my, my buddy Joel was trying to capture that bike race in, but I got on my mountain bike and I hammered in, you know, I was, I lost him and like, cause I was stressing about getting the spot yeah. for our other buddies coming in. So I was like, man, this is like quite the task to try to get a spot that's good. And with this many people that we had, we had, we had like five guys yeah. in our group, which is way too much probably for the, a refuge spot. Um, and so I'm hammering and I passed this guy and as I'm passing him, you know, on his bike, and he's like, well, I'm hunting up there. And I was like, all right, good luck. Hope you get there. You know, just be a smart ass, you know. And uh, and I, like, overshot the spot. And I don't know if that was clear in the episode. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember, I, but yeah, I remember that. I overshot it, and I, like, fully beat him to the spot. So he ended up, we got into our spot. And he ended up setting up like a couple hundred yards from us. And I was like, you know what? This, this, welcome to Revenge Hunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> this is what this is what happens here. And, and at the end of the day, you just kind of got to say, you just got to be cool with it and realize that guy is not trying to screw me over. Yeah. Like he didn't wake up at 1.30 in the morning saying, I can't wait to screw some dude's hunt up today. Mm-hmm. You know? And like, he just wants to kill ducks, you know? Yeah. And have a good time too. So you just, I think, stepping back and, you know, accepting that, that we're all kind of like in this together. Yeah. And it's, it's a much better time. Like, you don't want to go out and do all that work and just be pissed all morning. Yeah. Like, that sucks. Why do you, you shouldn't even go then if that's what's always happening to you. Uh, because, you're, you're missing the point, you know, um, and it's it it always has felt good the times I have had conversations with guys in the marsh when they think it's going to be a heated, you know, yeah. who can who can yell louder, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just not. I don't know, it's just not worth it. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. not worth that all that for a duck, you know. Oh, exactly. It's like, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we'll have guys like we had on opener this year. Some guy comes in at like five minutes till shooting light and i'm like well dude oh dear like we already have everything set up like if you would have been here an hour earlier like we could have changed things up like we would have been good to go but now like there's nothing left for us to do so like we're just gonna hunt you well you think you own everything i'll go stand on the middle of your spread like i don't care and i'm like all right you can do that like (laughs) i don't know what i'm gonna do but like and yeah people just get so worked up about it and then you'll have so many other hunts that like I've met so many guys just by hunting the same field, and then we're like, "Yeah, let's just team up together." Like, yeah, that's awesome. It's cool, you know. I know, so I think one of the guys, so in Wisconsin, the same deal. Like, um, there was another dude that was hunting in our group, a friend of this guy Aaron. Yeah. And that's how they met, you know, mm-hmm. from teaming up. Now they're like best friends. Yeah. And like, you know, it's it's kind of neat, like seeing how hunting, you know total strangers can turn into a really good friend of yours you know and sharing that you know and i don't know so yeah it's uh yeah i think realizing that we're all we're all just gonna have a good time oh. enjoy the outdoors you know yeah go a long ways oh exactly 
Uh, yeah, what was yeah. your, uh, what's been like your coolest experience with Hunt 41? Like, not saying like your favorite group or anything, but like yeah. your most, like, oh, you got to shoot divers out in layout boats or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that, that was definitely neat. Um, boy, it's really hard to pick one moment. Uh, I think, well, I'll mention a couple things that have stuck out. Yeah. Um, so we have our next episode coming um, is on Texas, and it's I'm really excited about it because it, it just was so diverse. Yeah. And there's, I mean, we were like in the Panhandle, and then we were on the coast, the Gulf Coast, you know? Oh wow! Like we went all over that state, and uh, you know, it was it was wild. But I. Uh, seeing like I'd never really understood the crane thing before yeah. you know, I've heard they're delicious you know that's about it yeah and and <laughs> the sounds of those things coming in like how loud they were yeah and then watching that dog fight that crane that was trying to caught and take its eyes out like <laughs> and capturing that stuff like it is wild I was like we are literally hunting dinosaurs right now you know like this is crazy and uh and then eating it uh, was excellent like that that was a pretty neat thing with this the dude named Hunter Pig yeah and, Hunter uh, yeah he's a guide out yeah he's awesome a really really nice guy and uh so um, he hosted us for that segment, and just seeing him do his thing, I was like, man, what an awesome way to hunt, you know? Like, yeah. And so that 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 was pretty cool as far as like a bird goes. Um, you know, they were hunting the harlequin up in um, Washington yep. on that beach, and seeing Seattle in the background was pretty crazy too. You're just like, <laughs> wow, look at this! Like, there's Seattle. <laughs> I can see the, you know, the spaceship, space needle or <laughs> yeah. whatever. And, uh, and yeah, and it was just like a whole different hunt. Like you're allowed to shoot one a season. That's insane. You know? And yeah. so it was like a hundred percent trophy hunt, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I just, yeah, I really enjoyed like John Odo's like perspective on that. And his, you know, he, he was really, um, uh, influential in, that season becoming a one bird a season thing because he wanted to preserve that duck for his son and yeah. his kids to continue to hunt one day and so he was he was really involved at the with board and you know the fishing game up there and that decision being passed and i think a lot of guys didn't like that because they want to kill a lot of ducks yeah. but he has the uh he had the 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 foresight to say what this is more than just me wanting to shoot seven harlequin a day yeah i want to be able to see my kids do this or my grandkids see this like you know that so that was neat you know kind of witnessing that you know um yeah you know it's i think it's easy to hang your hat on one thing in the hunting world like oh i, I hunt to eat or you know yeah organic meat you know okay cool well that was not hunting to eat you know that was <laughs> hunting for a trophy bird that was that you are experiencing a memory with your son you know mm-hmm. out there and, and I don't know just like seeing that whole why he is hunting that duck is different than um, so 
yeah i don't know i just it was just fun watching capturing that that thing and tony was uh lucky enough to get one so yeah that was that was pretty cool um people get golly there's so many moments dude i don't yeah. know it's so many hard just <laughs> eating goose in the house that george washington was born on yeah morning. like that that was a crazy feeling i was in this this kitchen you know this <laughs> beautiful feast and spread that this um dude wade from he has a thing a project called elevated wild you yeah know, he does like um you know he's he's a um, cook's game and all kinds of different creative ways and man you know i'm so used to just like bacon rack wrapped up you know <laughs> and this is like this beautifully you know that was shot on george washington's land yeah in his grandparents home i'm like wow what i'm like experiencing something i would never see myself in in this scenario you know what i mean like i'm I don't know. Yeah. She used to shoot studies on the bridges, you know? Yeah. So doing stuff like that, I think it's really special, you know, and quite the, yeah, quite the memory, but. Oh, absolutely. There's probably, I could probably go on all day at different moments, you know? Yeah. Out in the field that really stuck out. But those are a couple that I've, I've enjoyed. Um, I'm sure I'm missing more, but. Oh, I can imagine. But yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I know that you're running on time here, so I just wanted to start wrapping things up here. But we're gonna have to do another episode because there's a lot of stuff that yeah. we could chat about, and it's just been a blast. Yeah. Like, yeah, awesome. Yeah, let's let's do it again sometime. But um, you know, um, you know, I I don't even know where to start a lot of times with all this <laughs> stuff. But you know, just uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, a lot of times if if uh, I don't know. If people write in with questions and stuff, you know, yeah. want to talk about more with the industry or, you know, we didn't talk a lot about, you know, the linguistics the technical and technical side yeah. or, yeah, all that kind of uh, stuff. Other projects. Yeah, happy to, happy to chat more, but fortunately, I got to run yeah. uh, to another meeting. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on. I'm, uh, I'm always down. Yeah, and then any, yeah, so we'll just have to go crush another one because that was a blast, but. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I appreciate it, Ben. Thank you once again. Yeah, uh, yeah, Chance, right on, dude. Uh, thanks for your time, too. I appreciate it. All right, Ben, I'll chat with you later, and good luck on the rest of your season. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. And that wraps things up today for Living the Guide Life with Ben Potter. I mean, we had a blast talking about hunt 41 and what he really gets into and how he tells those stories about what other people do or how they hunt or how people just you know got to come together and there's so many friends to be made in this hunting industry that i mean you your next person that you could run into public land or run into some permission that they have they could be your next best friend like you can just build off of that and i really hope you guys were able to learn something from Ben because gives a lot of great advice and really cool to be able to experience that so I know that we're going to have to do a part two because this is just a lot of really cool things that we're going to dive into so I hope you guys enjoyed it. Mm-hmm.